Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And today, I am joined by the one and the only Sean Chris of the Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. And we talk about a whole gang of stuff and a whole gang of people. Now, if you are not familiar with the Kill the Mockingbirds podcast, be sure to check them out on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to check out Sean Chris's music as well. He's he's uh, he's got that as well. He's he's a he's an esteemed battle rapper. So he says some funny shit, and this is this is why I think we're friends because he says really funny shit. And sometimes it's mean, sometimes it's not, but it is always on point, and it is always as honest as you need it to be, ladies and gentlemen. Your friend and mine, the one and only. Sean Chris. Now, coming up in a couple of days, I do want to give you some advance warning. I've got a conversation with Rampage, the last Boy Scout of the Flip Mode Squad coming up, and it's really good. He's a very, very insightful dude, and he's experienced a lot in his life. And so for him to share some of these very, very cool stories that he shares is very special. It's very special to me. This is a man who had interactions with one of the very best producers in hip-hop's history without an argument, the one and only Jay Dilla. And he shares some Jay Dilla stories. And I'm grateful for those. Anyway, this conversation with Sean Chris is one of my favorite conversations that I've had with Sean, and I'm excited to share it with you. Now, again, just a heads up. This occurred over Instagram Live, so the audio quality is a bit, as they say, shit sometimes. What is it the man says? Sometimes it's good, there's sometimes it's shit. Well, sometimes it's shit. And the first half of it is kind of a little bit shit. But the second half of it is stellar, and we're learning from our experiences and our mistakes, and we will only get better with time. All right, folks. Ladies and gents, it is the one and only Sean Green. It's like it's it's not even funny anymore. It it's depressing. It's it's legitimate. This has gone on for like a year. Any time that Joe Biden, in any capacity, gets brought up on an Instagram live, our live stream gets cut off. And it's not, it's, it's not a coincidence anymore. Like I'm, it's really weird. Friends, try it on. Of you go live immediately when we're done start talking about joe biden in any capacity and see if your thing gets shut off because this is it's frustrating it, 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 it gets like that and, and other certain subjects too it seems like it seems like other subjects we bring up like the the code red or the you know the the pandy wandy you know what I mean? <laughs> like when you talk about yeah. certain things too there's some buzzwords that it seems to uh definitely get things disconnected uh, uh we've had a lot of trouble me and you and then uh my co-host now joel like even me and him when we were doing lives that's why i kind of had to step back from doing lives because i don't know man sometimes you'd get i'd be if i could talk about if i want to talk about gossip or the kardashians i could go on forever nothing ever happens you know like just regular but as soon as i touch certain subjects it's like it looks like the uh 
not like those kids uh, in American Pie watching the uh, '90s porn through the little, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such a. Um, we can talk about anything but things that matter. Like if we t- if we can if we talk about the Kardashians, our internet gets faster. Like oh shit! Like if I I bet you if we talk for five minutes. We talk about Kim, we talk about Courtney, we talk about Travis Barker. As long as we don't say Satanism or witchcraft, yeah. our face get a lot clearer. The audio is going to get super clean. It's going to be real. It's going to be beautiful. Um, speaking of which, I did get sent a video today. I'll send it to you a little bit later. And it was peeking at the biblical references in a Megan the Stallion video, mm. like where she's riding a dragon and shit like this. And the idea that, like, no, this this isn't a bad thing. Women are celebrating their sexuality. That be, if that's the case, that means that Kaya was the most godly skank rapper of all time. My neck, my back is a work. <laughs> all right. If Megan the Stallion is a product of Satan and the devil himself, Kaya's next to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard argument to go against. You know what I mean? <laughs> Certainly the more fun to go with. Like that's that's the crazy because otherwise you have to you have to look at like there's a real satanic influence on our on pop music in a very real way that didn't exist fifty years ago. The volume has been completely turned off. In fact, we just we just bought unlimited amps um so that we could we could crank up whatever it is that we were trying to crank up. As long as it's nothing that does anybody any any good. Yeah, it's like this. Uh, same thing you see like on the other side of both sides. I'm noticing like uh, not even just in rap, but like in general. Like you know, you got that guy. A lot of people like him, Tate. You know, the Andrew Tate and like uh, things yeah. like that. But the, the 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 thing is, it's like we're making this even divide in male and female. Like a man's supposed to be like, instead of just actually like talking to people and having conversations, it's always like, no, you gotta be like this or you gotta be like that. It's this weird like culture switch of uh, who's dominant, who's the better uh, gender and what is a gender. It's like so confusing. It's like, man, can we just talk regular? Like and have a conversation and see where it goes and go, hey, you know what? I don't agree with you, but hey, I can still talk to you. It's all good. Like, you know what I mean? And the, no, you have to, and, and that's all it is, is people yelling and, and, and and screaming and saying like, oh, I'm this man. You got you got to follow this way. If you don't follow this way, you're a chump or you're a simp. It's 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 really lame, man. Like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Andrew Tate's pretty funny sometimes. Like, he says some funny stuff. Like, I I like him, but I just think his attitude, like, it's like, man, you can't ignore like that. He thinks he still has that attitude too. Like, oh, you're broke. Oh, you don't have this or you don't have that. Like, I get it. You're self-made, but like, man, not everybody wants to live that same life you lived. That's. I'm glad you brought him up because he's another one of these flaming pieces of shit. Um, he was he was in a video and he was talking about how he had this vegan friend, and so he said to her, um, "You can move out of my house." Well, like, I think you're like, how the fuck that that story didn't happen? Not like that. So you knew she was a, she didn't suddenly overnight decide to become a vegan, and then you decided you know like this was the end of the line in our fifty fifty going Dutch relationship. Um, instead, he's like, I made her cook a steak because I'm the man. 
that didn't happen. You're a liar. You're lying. Yeah. You're lying about this story. You're full of shit. All right. And you don't have to be full of shit. In the words of the great Heather B, I'm going to do me, just do you, but don't be full of shit. Like, um, if, if your story, if that, that happened like that, I can't take any of your advice seriously because if it's a relationship, right, then um, having a good, healthy relationship is important. Then those are the things that are important to me. Like what the, the shit that um, that he's talking is not important. It's not relevant to mm -hmm. me. Um, you know, like what is most important to me? That my kids know things I didn't know. So like my kid this morning, the, the two-year-old, he went out to to get chicken eggs in his diaper. Like he's just the first thing in the morning. I just know to get chicken eggs. That's that's our routine. He's mm -hmm. you know they're learning. All of the kids are learning how to farm. Like they're learning things that that we didn't learn because they're things that they're going to need to know. Um, well, he even said like I just heard him recently. Well, I don't know if it's recent because it was on TikTok, and you know how you never know when it was actually uploaded. But he was saying like, oh, the father shouldn't be around. He's like, if the father's all the way around, uh, like around, what is he the, the the other mother? And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like you make no sense. Like. Like, I just don't understand where his, and then he like tries to come with like, oh, I have good advice. Sometimes he just switches it up so much. I, I don't really like, like his whole deal of what he's talking about. Like, it's that shock value. I get it. And that's how you stay relevant, whatever. But uh, he, he's not a good person I would listen to for advice as far as like growth and relationships because he, he doesn't know about growth. He's like, oh, you either do it exactly the way I want. So what's the difference between him and the left? He's talking shit on the left all the time. And I'm like, there's no difference. You're saying there's no tolerance that they have to back what you want instead of like talking about and working with each other and building off each other and making something that's actually meaningful. But he doesn't talk about that because he's just shock value. Uh, get waves so that people will pay attention to him. Right, there's their brand, um, and that's the only thing they're known for. Like, if, um, and we the 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 stakes the stake situation, which a hundred percent didn't fucking happen, right? Yeah. Um, I will one hundred percent that Andrew Tate's steak story with his vegan girlfriend never fucking happened. And if it did, would you want to take advice from from a person like that? Like, like, that's just a dick move to do. Like, if someone makes a lifestyle choice that is different than yours, and you say, you, you call yourself loving them or in a relationship, enough that you let them live with you, right? Um, and you're going to say, you're going to live in my house, you're going to cook my steak. She cooked the steak. I don't think it happened like that, bro. Like, and yeah, I don't that, think so. They want to be a, would you call it a relationship if someone's eventually going to... to break their moral if you can break them and their ideals for you for your own pleasure like is that a relationship it's not an ownership it's a partnership right it's not even a partnership it's like a it's like a pimpmanship um but like he's he's not someone that i think you can take advice from and not get herpes within three months yeah well the problem is is that he's become a poster child for the right and when you see that um, you know, he, he says some things that resonate with people and like, you know, I've, I've saw a lot of different clips of him and he has some stuff that obviously that I agree with on some, on some circumstances, like what he's talking about. But then he goes to this outlandish show. I think he tries to reel people in 
and then like force them like he's not trying to have good communication and build a better earth like you know what I mean a better world like he doesn't he doesn't care like he just is like listen this he's just talking to talk he's not a genuine person like i guarantee you talking to him uh, um, by himself is totally different than talking to him on camera. You know what I mean? You talk to me on here, you talk to me on uh, any set, any radio station, or you talk to me on the streets, it's going to be the same conversation. I'm going to be the same person. He is not. I could, At least for what I can tell. I don't know him, so I can't say too much, but that's what it seems to me. He seems to be like one of these characters that's trying to like uh, really make a toxic uh, environment, just like the toxic left, you know, like where they're just don't want to have conversations. It's just like, no, 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 this is exactly what it is. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. Uh, yeah, I think that I'm glad you, you used the word toxic, like, and I hate the term toxic masculinity, but if you need a poster for it, <laughs> like it Andrew, it is that. Um, and 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 bless his heart. I, my question is, how does he make money? Like, how is he? Who are you speaking to? Who are you giving motivational speeches to that are paying for you to do shit? Like, are you? Or do you sell houses when when you're not wearing your mask? Like your sunglasses or your mask? Are you? Are, you, uh, are we Clark Kenton it over here? Like, like is is Andrew Tate really like Andy the? fucking real estate guy like yeah. i just see how you can be that much of an asshole and like at some point uh, unless like you said he's probably a super friendly guy and eager to negotiate now i bet an asshole for a month <laughs> he's probably getting pegged or something you know what i mean too he looks like one of those people that gets right. pegged about him until it was Tom Segura when he got on Tom Segura's your mom's house that's how I heard of him they were clowning on him you know how they find like videos on TikTok of people um, saying outlandish things or crazy videos and then they ended up having in, uh, him in the studio but and then they just thought he was hilarious because of how he you know because Tom Segura is a funny guy you know and he, he he found the humor in it which I do too of like he's over the top of like how uh, uh, chauvinistic he is like you know he's like my woman is going to do this and this and like, you know what I mean? Whatever. So they, they found it hilarious. And, and, and I like the comedy value of that, but that kind of spun out of control. And then he became a, kind of like a, a influencer, uh, social media star. So here's a question. At what point does he record an album with Riff Raff? Oh man. I don't think, I don't think he's uh, up there yet. You know, he's a, Riff Raff too. Riff Raff is uh see that's the thing about Riff Raff. Like that's why I like Riff Raff because he's funny and he like puts a different spin on it. He he doesn't take himself too seriously. You know he couldn't mess with them. Like I you know I don't know if you ever seen the episodes with uh Riff Raff on uh, Theo Vaughn. Great man, those two together are, are great. And Theo Vaughn and fucking Bobby Lee, those two. Are Well, well, Riff Raff has been, he's been doing it for a while. He's, he's made a career of, out of why is he famous again? And he doesn't stop being Riff Raff. Um, and Andrew, by the way, he, he works with everybody. He seems to work with everybody. Riff Raff is a guy that doesn't want to stay at home alone, uh, bored. However, 
um, Andrew Tate, I don't believe is uh, is going to be the kind of guy who is um, going to be hanging out. Man, give me a sec. Try something real quick. I look good. Are we there? Yes, sir. Oh, sh got it. That's how bad <laughs> internet here. I had to unplug from my home internet and plug into the internet on my phone in order to see your face more clearly. That's how much our internet sucks up here. Hey, but yeah, but you also have, you know, hey, you, you're also not in a big city where you don't have to worry about some of the uh, craziness, you know what I mean? So it's like, you give it, you, you get a little, you take a little, you know what I mean? That's true. Like what I give up in internet, like I, I, I gain, I think in, in freedom. And I think that, 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 that really is the case with a lot of people. Like, I think the more attached that you stay to the plastic thing in your pocket, uh, the more inclined you are to have less fun in the rest of your life. Oh man, I got off of my house internet and you look good. <laughs> you actually like see everything. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you got everything. Yeah. You're like, oh man. All right. But yeah, I do think that Andrew Tate, uh, uh, kids also too, when you see him talk, like, um, He's talking different with everybody, you know, like uh, if you see him on one show, he's all riled up. And he's one of those guys, too, that picks on these like Twitch kids. And he's trying to like, man, he won't come on a one on one to debate someone like me, which is going to call out his bullshit. And then he'll just be all like huffing and puffing and be like, man, I don't give a fuck, bro, who you are. Like, ain't no one scared of you, bro. Like when you're talking to these little kids that are like, or not kids, but to me, they're kids like from Twitch that are like, oh, man, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're little lefties. Like, you're not going to go against, like, a real anarchist that doesn't give a fuck. Because he does. Like, you see him on InfoWars. He's different from that. And then he's, like, on other podcasts where he maintain of uh, where he treated, like, you know, there's that sin. Like, he does bring up good points, like I said. Like, they're just of not having having men and women and, and just in general, men and men, women and women all having conversations. What was that? He's, um, I don't Sure. But at least, at least Jordan Peterson, like I can kind of understand where he's coming from at, at some point. He's gotten a little bit more, uh, 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 I would say like uh, extreme to some, some circumstances. But, like, to me, like, at least every time I hear Jordan Peterson talk on a different interview, it's the same Jordan Peterson. Like, with Tate, you see him all, all different types of him, like, depending on who he's talking to. He, he uh, is adapting and changing and trying to be uh, more bravado and uh, more masculine and pumping it out there, depending on who he's talking about. And then he reels it in when he's trying to be like, oh, I'm also humble and I'm also this guy that's uh, trying to make things work. So that's why I don't really trust people like that because, like I said, He's one of those people to me that when you talk to him, he's probably like, he's, he's fake. He's a fake person. That's what, I don't feel any genuineness from him. I think, I think you're right. Um, I think that the reason you don't see him sit down for long form interviews is because that sort of hypocrisy ends up getting exposed. You start, you start seeing that you, A, that if you, if you're not introspective at all, you're going to see that, oh, well, I've got, at very best, I've got contradictory opinions on the same topic. Um, and when confronted, I'm not even willing to accept that I have contradictory opinions, um, or I'm going to cherry pick the, the story from before. Like we were talking about with, you know, cherry picked stories that get when I when I hear Andrew Tate talk about it. And he's one of these people that came out of nowhere, you know, like out of nowhere. Correct. 
he 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 became this like huge name that's like uh trying to lift up like i wouldn't even say the left or right but this like symbol of masculinity of what's supposed to be a man and like i'm like man that's bullshit like i'm not saying like hey more power to you i think entrepreneurship and, and building your own economy is important but the way that he's talking about it, it's not and then to know that like didn't he make a lot of money off of only fans like didn't he have a bunch of girls in a house that like did only fans that's one of his things and he has all these business ventures which he never will really um say what they are like when he was on barstool sports too it's just like it's just a fake image like it's like man just knock it off bro like you're not you're not furthering the information uh, uh furthering society either like you're you're railing on the left as if they're the main component that's ruining things but you're doing the same thing you won't have a real conversation and be like yeah you know sometimes men are toxic sometimes females are toxic it, uh without conversation there is no growth without figuring out and having good dialogue, like uh, figuring out who people are. But people like that, they're just trying to build this persona of who they are and what you're supposed to be uh, for the Internet. And what's the difference then of a blue haired, purple haired kid like that? That, that they, Oh, man, we, we should have cross-dressers and trans people reading to children. You know what I mean? What's the difference? There's no difference in, in my opinion, because you're both doing these extreme things to try to make us um, – stay on our sides instead of like, you know what, unification is important. Um, seeing everything that we're doing is, uh, is important to further the messages uh, to actually build something good. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I, think, I, I think real quick that we have dug the Andrew Tate discussion into the ground. And um, by the way, it's vertical because my, my thing is it's on a charger right now. Here, I'll um, switch. I'll, I'll switch for them. I can go the other way. All right. There we go. Then, at least you got one. You know, one in one. <laughs> I, the joint should be well charged by now. You know, when I post this up later, I'll just do it backwards. All right. So here we are. Boom. All right. Um. So Lil Uzi, I do want to. I want to talk to you about this because we've talked about Satanism in hip hop uh, quite a bit um, over the years. Um, Lil Uzi Vert, who, by the way, if you say his name really fast, comes out to Lucifer. Try it. Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah, for sure. So he has just changed his gender status to not. They slash them. So let me start by saying that if you are the kind of person who believes that there might be a shadow group of people directing everybody into some deep, dark, satanic cult of belief uh, where we're trying to make a genderless society that is worshiping Satan. Uh, that's how you do it. Like, that would be it. It would be the guy called Lucifer uh, who is the guy. Have you heard Giannis Papas is uh, a joke on they slash them pronouns? <laughs> No, I have not. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'm going to mess it up, but he basically was talking about like, yeah, I met this person in there, go by the pronouns, they and them. And he was like, well, where's everybody else? And he's like, no, it's just they, that's me. I'm they and them. And then he's like, all right, he got it over. And then he's telling his buddy like, hey, uh, they, they're going to go with us. There's not enough room. And he's like, oh, get in the room. Oh, Send me the link or post it. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, so I'll send it to you. It's, it's hilarious. Your thoughts are um, on the little um, Uzi vert. 
gonna go ahead and go outside. It's beautiful, yeah. Um, I just thought that, that was um, that was a strange thing to do. That was a strange kind of nowhere out of the blue thing for a guy named Lucifer uh, to decide that he was uh, now a they them, like he was removing his gender from the conversation. Um, I don't know. If you are the sort of person that believes that there's a, a group of Satanists behind the music industry, that would be a thing that might uh, lead you to believe that there's a group of Satanists behind the music industry. And and then what's the point of this non-binary? Like, that's the uh, thing. I was listening to No Agenda earlier today, and uh, I see, I'm see i trying to find the full clip because the one's edited. But the, there's this person that's talking about, like, uh, she was – uh, pushed by the UN um, to push these uh, uh, indoctrination of like uh, 10, 15 years ago. Because remember, there was not no, – non-binary is new. You know, this whole gender thing is new. This is not something that's been around for decades. And, you know, and even like the uh, 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 a lot of the people in the LGBT community or gay communities, like whatever you want to call it, they, they're against this. They're like, dude, what the hell are we fighting? Like, it, we just wanted to be regular. You know what I mean? We just wanted to live like yeah. my gay friends, like my lesbian friends, like even some people that I know that are trans, like, like they're just trying to live life regular. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. trying to have this big old like spotlight put on them, which is now doing that. And and now they're becoming the enemy. You know, it, it's almost making it worse than it was in the sixties and seventies, because now people are looking at them as a, uh, a lot of people are expecting the pet, the pet, uh, the P to go on, uh, you know, the, the LGBTQ plus, and, and I can understand that point and pretty much eliminated the lesbians. They've eliminated the gay males. You know what I mean? They've, they've, they're chastised. They, they are yeah. no longer important. They're almost as bad as being a white cis male. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost the same thing. It's, it's ridiculous. And I think this whole, uh, notion of where people are like you know the whole baphomet the genderless society i think they are trying to push that but i will say that there is a huge movement of the counterculture the counterculture has done a very good part in like fighting back but it, it's become called like bigotry like come on man it doesn't even make sense can you say they have brown they brown hair like it's just it's improper grammar like i'm gonna get like it's just so weird like that now we could say whatever we want and we can be whatever we want, like literally, like we're, we have people that are, uh, you know, identifying as cats, bears, like whatever the hell they want. Like it's 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 very strange. And I do think little Uzi Vert is a Satanist uh, or at least tries to practice that Satanry. I mean, he has the little vision. Of, what is it called that, that uh, from Marvel movies, the vision crystal on his head? You know what I mean? He, he's trying to be this. He looks like a genderless little troll. You know what I mean? So I do kind of like understand that. But. I don't get it, like, because it's like to be cool. Like, why does that make you cool? What's what's the point of being genderless? Like, and, and if anything, if anything's a social construct, it's race. That's the thing we should really like, kind of erase instead of gender. It should be race because that is actually a social construct. Uh, it's not culture. It's not anything. It's just something that people created, the elites, a long time ago to separate people to be like, oh, that's this guy and that's this person over here, and and to keep people divided. This whole non-binary thing, I, I just think it's like to have this, um, to make us like feel like nothing matters, that we don't even really matter. We don't really, you know, like we don't exist almost. I think, um, I don't think that you're wrong, but I also think that there becomes an issue of, of money and power, right? If, and we talked about it a lot in the very beginning of all of this uh, when people were getting forced to do all kinds of things. 
um, if you can convince a 12 year old or you can convince um, uh, a whatever that they're going to need this this a this hormone treatment forever uh, and your insurance is going to pay for it. Somebody's going to pay for it uh, and you got to keep you got to go in and get your shots. We're going to need this. Going to need to be paid for. And it's convincing people young to know better uh, to do things that are going to harm them in the long run. Um, and, and or at the mm-hmm. ver- in the very best sense or in the very best case scenario, have the potential to harm them in the long run. Um, and and we aren't talking about that. We are doing our best to accommodate the people who aren't allowed to rent cars because brains aren't fully formed like we're getting kids who are a couple years out of uh sand loss and the east they're running by the way if if the wind is get is bad uh i'm outside because the internet is nice out here the only other option is in my car that doesn't start and it's hot so if the wind gets bad let me know but um we're getting no it's good this is perfect uh, we're getting people stuck in this system where they're paying. They're going to be paying. Somebody is going to be paying a whole lot of money for a really, really long time. And if you don't do it, you know, for your kid, if you fight them on it, you're a, you're a fuck. You are worse than the parents in Footloose. All right, you are. <laughs> you're you're worse than telling the kids they can't dance. You're telling your twelve year old uh, that they can't get an irreversible surgery done. And and if they and they're making it so that parents are completely kept out of the loop from schools. Like, so what, what does that mean that the, that, um, the school budget is, I don't know. How are we, how is this happening? If kids are, are going to get gender reaffirming treatment, uh, and not talk to their parents, who's paying for that? Like, I'd really like to know who, who's going to be paying for that. And at what point, like if you, when you do this, um, when parents start getting the say back, because that's that's the thing, and that's what we're seeing. Um, whether it's Roe v. Wade or a lot or or other things that may or may not be you know viewed as states' right ish, rights issues, yeah. because the people who are in charge right now are more into states' rights because the people who are in charge right now have decided that that it it needs to all direction needs to come from a federal level, and. The pushback on that is going to be very strong, and it's going to be very, very intense. And I'm, you know, I, I think that you, when you have guys like Ted Cruz saying that, well, the, you know, the decision from ten years ago on the uh, the the Supreme Court is uh, is gonna um, was a bad decision. The way that they made that making gay marriage the the rule of law for the the lay of the the law of the land a bad idea. Um, I think. Man, um, I think that becomes dangerous. I think you're, I think that your gay Republicans are going to probably feel a little bit different than that. And, and it makes me think of like Step Brothers. Remember, I like uh, when they're at the Catalina wine mixer, and he's like, "You guys got to get up there, you know, follow your dreams." He's like, "I had a dream once. I was a, I thought I was trying to be a dinosaur." He's like, "Can't be a dinosaur, man!" Like he's like, you know what I mean? like it's just this crazy. And like they're 12, 13, 14, 15, when they're already confused, they probably have some sort of depression because of like maybe their family. Maybe, how about this? How about take your kids to somewhere, something they like, like go take them fishing, 
or, or, or a ball game or, or something uh, uh, of that sort. You know what I mean? Like something that they, it doesn't have to necessarily be the museum, you know, everybody's different, like whatever they like, but instead you want to be like, Oh, you can be a dinosaur. Like, come on, man. That, so we're going to have a bunch of fucking people crawling around. Fucking, if I let my nephews make decisions, he, he's like about to be three. If he's running this country, which probably maybe he might do a better job than uh, 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 old Sniffy, you know what I mean? The Sniffles. Uh, he, he might do People have been it. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not going to let him make a decision. Dude, he, he, does, he does some stupid shit. You know what I mean? He, he's very, da- he's a daredevil. I get it. You know, fucking rock it out, you know, try to be. But you're not going to be like, hey, do you want to be a girl or a boy? Like, that, like, just because if they play with a Barbie, they're like, oh, well, the, looks like he's a, a, a really a female. So, so why? He's just a kid. It's a toy. He doesn't know any different. You know what I mean? Just like if a girl's playing with a G.I. Joe or like, you know, oh, she's a tomboy. Oh, she's just a little rough around the edges. She likes to go outdoors. Like, that's just part of the – I hate that our gender is now our personality. Our race is our personality. That's like a small, small speck when it comes to our personality. Our personality least, is everything really, else. Generally speaking, it's the least interesting thing about exactly. You, well. you know, like it's the thing that like the thing that makes you the most you is the thing that like you can't talk about at dinner. Mm-hmm. Like who do you fuck and uh, <laughs> you know, like yeah, you know. And then we go back to uh, <laughs> to to Tate getting pegged. Yeah, well, that's that that I I. I'm putting it out there, man. I really think he did get pegged. You know, I think that's like he's one of those. He's probably like a big bitch to all all his females. You know, like he he acts oh. real tough because all those guys that act tough. It just reminds me of like uh, growing up and you seeing people like, oh man, I'm from this gang and I'm from da da da. And then you they're usually the guy that's barking the most is like the biggest pussy. Like out of everybody, the guy that's running his mouth is usually the guy that gets knocked out or like running the yeah, like, fucking getting cream pie to. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, God, you know he's, and you know he's like his his boyfriend's like range. Like he's got, <laughs> but he really he's ashamed to admit it, but he really likes the fat hairy guy. There's something about all of that fat hairy guy sweat on top of him that he just can't get enough of. And uh, you know what? I think that the more we know about Andrew Tate, the more we know about Andrew Tate. Yeah, man, he's he's a, he's just another one of these characters. Same thing like with like with the little Uzi Vert and. This whole non-binary thing is just like it, it feels like to me, and conspira- people could say conspiratorial, but I really think it's to make this like mindless society where we're just like nothing, you know, like we're just like yeah, I just get up and I do this thing and I do this, like because all these teachers, that first of all, nothing against teachers. I know there's some great teachers out there, but all these newer generation, my generation and younger, a lot of these teachers suck and they are so boring shitty people they didn't know what they wanted to do with their life so they just went into teaching they're like oh this makes about 30 40 grand a year like i'm gonna be a teacher and then they're pushing on this ideology because they have nothing to those are the people you have at the dinner table and they have nothing to talk about if you're just talking about a non-binary or hey what about this rate you are the boringest people because all the people i know they say some funny ass shit and they don't give a fuck about like uh censoring themselves but if you're just talking about, oh man, did you Roe v. Wade? Like, man, shut up, man. <laughs> like, no, this we've been talking about this for like 60 years. I'm over it. <laughs> but so, did you hear about the uh, two twins, uh, South Korean uh, twins? One was raised in the United States. One was raised in South Korea. Now they have very, very similar uh, 
um, personalities, but their IQ was really different. So the American has, has was ten points lower. Wow, that's where we're, and and that's fucking intentional. It's a hundred percent intentional. If we are spending, um, if we are spending a third of time, who by the way it isn't getting read to by his parents, um, who isn't getting uh, time with his folks uh, in front of a you know a computer, we're not we're not teaching them doing the the the, the teaching thing because not getting the parent thing. Uh, because their parents have to work 72 hours a week just to keep the lights on. Uh, by the way, gas is seven bucks a gallon. It becomes a real unlivable situation for everyone involved. Now, you were talking about these parents who don't understand their kids. So my son, my son who just turned two, we were visiting my in-laws. He was dragging around a doll, right? He was dragging around a doll, and that was his baby. He was the father. He, this was this was his baby. He had to put the baby to sleep and yada, yada, yada. These kids are mimicking what they see. Definitely. Right? And if they're not, if what they're seeing are grownups talking about things that don't matter to them, then they're going to think that these things matter to them. If parents don't talk, like when I talk to my, my kids, one of the first things that I do like, when I pick them up from school or the first time I see them, tell me about your day. Tell me about the the best, the most fun you had. Tell me something you learned, this, that, or whatever. Instead, you're wasting these kids' time by talking about something that is going to change five times for them because they don't have anyone at home uh, modeling any of these uh, these roles. You know, not to mention the parents are selfish. A lot, not all parents, because there is some, but a lot of the. Again, my generation, millennials and down, uh, the, the parents have become very selfish. Like, I need to go out with my friends. I need me time. I need to – no, you decide to have a kid, it's time for you to build that kid up. You know, like, I'm not saying you can never have me time, but, like, I'm saying they want me time every weekend. Like, I need a Saturday off. Another one? Like, you go and hang out with your kid. Build them and build them. Give them some character. But they just, like – it's like they see kids as almost like a, a, an accessory. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, look, I got the – Oh, Jimmy over here, and uh, you know I bring him around. It's not a puppy dog, you know what I mean? Like, you, you... wait, my my wife and I we call them people puppies. Yeah. You can tell, like, you got them as puppies. They were cute when they were puppies, and now they're they're they shit their pants, and they're still two, and they're they're saying no to you, and and you're just it's so rough, and you, this isn't what you wanted, but your phone's right here. And it's going to give you immediate satisfaction, whereas you don't have to interact with, with your two-year-old. You don't have to interact with your 10-year-old. You don't have to interact with your fucking 43-year-old husband. Yeah. Because you've got, the little, you've got the computer that replaces the actual relationship in your life. Like, I'm getting to talk to you because, because we've got a, a work balance with, with my wife and I. So this is... Is, you know, like you, you figure out the way to make a matter the things that are important, you make time for, and you have to make time for your kids because your kid is going to remember a that, like, you went out till two and you were hungover and didn't wake up until noon, but even then, you're still hungover, so you were useless till 5 p.m. At which point, you weren't ready, you, you weren't making us dinner, you were just ready to be less hungover. Your kids see that and they remember that. 
know. And I think it's also important for like uh, other fam. Like uh, I, I've been saying this a lot lately. Like Hillary Clinton said, it takes a, a village, right? I disagree with that. I think it takes a tribe. Like when I mean a tribe, like like me, like I, I help my brother out. You know what I mean? I'm the uncle. So it's, hey, Uncle Tom, I can have fun with them. I can teach them things. I can give them a break. You know, grandmas come over, you know, aunts come over and stuff like that. Yeah. That's how you give a break. You don't just go, oh, man, like you, like you said, you don't just get wasted and be like sleep all day. And that's a lot of people that are not either wasted or they feel depressed. You got to snap out of that or decide not to have a child. You know what I mean? Like this is a big thing. Like it's not like you said, you see tons of people do that with dogs. They're like, oh, man, he's so cute and all that. Oh, man, now he has big shits, you know? I don't want to clean up the big shits. I'm going to have to take him to the pound. Yeah. It's depressing. It's it's depressing, and and it happens on a regular basis, and it's happening with people the, the same way that it happens with pets. And they and want teachers to be babysitters. Like, they, they throw them to school. Like, they're you're supposed to be like, I remember me. When, uh, but then the thing is, they don't even like, like back up the babysitter. Like they're like, Hey, yeah, they throw the kids here. You guys watch them for a while. But like when I would get in trouble in school, there was never like, unless it was something like most, most of the time my parents were like, what the fuck did you do? You know what I mean? Like I was, they weren't attacking the teacher. So then, then you also have that aspect of it where they're like, Oh man. They're like, Hey, your kid was disrupting class. Whoa, no, no, no. why'd you yell at him? Or why did you be like, cause nobody's uh, controlling him. We've yeah. we've told you time and time again you need to do this, you need to do that, and they don't do it. So it's like this combination of shitty teaching and shitty parents, and then we just have these poor kids that are just trying to figure out what's going on in this world, and the world seems shittier and shittier. Nobody's there to teach them. That's why I think they're just – all they really want is some love and some attention. They're like, hey, can you go throw the ball with me? Hey, can you go for a walk? Can you take me to the park? Little simple things, but they're like, oh, I can't take. Like, they don't want to do that. Or they have, oh, I have social anxiety, so I can't be around people. What the fuck do you have a kid for then? How did you get laid? Yeah, oh man. They just want to make excuses. It's because we're, we're in a society now that everybody wants to make excuses instead of saying, like, you know what? We got to build ourselves up. We got to do better. I fuck up all the time. I fall on my face. But I tell people, yeah, I fall on my face, but I get back up, dust myself off, try to do better. And not like the whole, oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Just you got to be a better person. You want to teach your kid to be like, hey, you should be kind to people, but you should also watch out for strangers. You should also be careful of what people are telling you. Like my niece who's 12, I always tell her like, hey, you know, the friends you have now might not be the friends you have forever. They may be. You might have, you know, you get lucky sometimes that you find one of those friends when you're 10, 12, and, and they become your lifelong friend. Or sometimes they're your friend for 20 years, and then, you, you know, you fall apart, or they're your friend for two, three years. I said, you just got to keep moving and meeting people. It's not about you impressing other people. It's about making yourself a better person. 100%. Otherwise, what's, what's the point? Like, if you, I know my diet is shit, okay, so what are the – what are the things that I'm doing that are unhealthy? Um, I stopped doing them, you know, like, and you, yeah. have, you have to take, you have to be responsible enough to know that a, that you made the mistake, but b not continue to make the same mistake. And that's the, the thing that I think a lot of people do is they realize, Oh, and every time you do it, like every time you do the thing, you know, you're not supposed to be doing, you are saying to yourself, I'm, I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to eventually, hopefully, you get to the point where you stop doing that thing that you know you're not supposed to be doing in the first place. Um, and hopefully we all, we all get there with the things that we want to get there with. And, and you will if you continuously try to push it like that. 
if you try to make things better, like you said, like, but most people are not even willing to like, if you notice most people, and that's why I think they push so much for this uh, genderless stuff and, and uh, uh, you know, like these uh, social justice warrior people is because they don't want to look in themselves. They don't want to fix themselves. They're too busy. Like, oh no, I got to fix this guy because he's an asshole and he's a racist. So I got to teach him a lesson. He doesn't understand what non-binary is. So I got to teach him. A Instead of saying, you know what? I just won't be, if, if, if really that person's not tolerant, like for me, if people start throwing the N word around, I cut them off. Like, that's my, that's my board. You know what I mean? I'm like, or, or if they're just bashing someone cause they're gay or something, I'm like, Hey, I don't want you yeah. around me. And I'll tell them though. Like, you know what I mean? I'll be like, Hey man, I don't fucking like that shit and that, right away. You set your boundaries, but these people don't even want to do that. And then I look at myself like, ah, oh, how can I handle that? Right. How, what would I do? How would I be? And then I go, okay, then I remove myself from those people. And then I build on myself like, okay, maybe I need to be better at re uh, trying to figure out who's good people. Right? I'm around shitty people. So now that's on me. I'm the one that's interacting with these people and I'm choosing to interact with them. So now that means I have to work on picking people a better character instead of saying like, oh, these people are all shitty. No, you are picking the shitty people. It's not nobody else. It's my life. It's up to me. Like, so if I'm around nothing but people that are, uh, are people that bring me down or have bad energy, that's on me because I chose to be around those people. And until I realize that I'm the problem with me, every problem that I have starts with me, no matter what, because it's a decision I made. We got all of that from Lil Uzi Vert. You know? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm glad he did because that's a whole lot of conversation. Um, oh fuck! What a what a world we live in. I'm. It's I'm also really beautiful though too. Like the also like I don't want to like harp on all the negativity too because there are some great people like like I've met you just in the last two years. I've met some phenomenal people. And I wouldn't be able to do it without the internet as well. So it does have that double-edged sword where it has some good stuff as well. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So can I tell you one of the cool things about, um, like I live in a, it was kind of what we, we, what I wanted to talk to you about before. So in, in our community, we had like, it was our third, maybe our third or fourth uh, pride march, right? It's a small community, three to 5,000 people, depending on the, the season. Middle of June, glad they did it. They had um they had a drag queen show in the park in the middle of the day. Um, and it was like, and by drag queen show, have you ever been to a drag show? I haven't, but I've seen them on TV. Okay. Um, there. Yeah, by drag show standards, this was this was pretty mild and pretty tame. However, this was at a public park at like two o'clock in the afternoon. By the way, there's like a real playground, like a real play. This is a, the city park. Um, this is downtown Soldotna, Alaska. And there is a really nice community playground that exists um, maybe 300 feet from the stage on a Saturday afternoon where there's a lot of people who weren't expecting to be bringing their kids to a drag show. So... As you can imagine, in a small... By the way, this is a very Christian town. Like, we believe in the three C's here. Um, churches, uh, coffee shops, and cannabis. We have probably 15 dispensaries, probably 15 coffee shops, and easily 20 to 30 churches, not excluding cults and tax shelters. 
Nice. <laughs> so, you know, um, this didn't, this went over really like a turd in a punch bowl. Like, I think, you, I think that's the phrase. Like, it didn't go over well in our community. But I'll, I'll say that going, to, having gone to the city council meeting, um, the, the old people said the stuff that old people are going to say. And so you're like, you know what? They're old people and they're going to be dead soon. But generally speaking, everyone under the age of 60, regardless of where they stood on the, on the, um, on the drag queens being there, they were grateful that the pride event is happening. And I think that that's, um, like we said earlier, like people are creating this dividing line. Like you can only be here or you can only be here. Um, but when you do that, you're alienating a whole bunch of people who agree with you on the stuff that matters. Sure. You know, it's all you're doing is you're just you're alienating people who would be your friends if you weren't arguing about the things that don't matter, the things that are like the least interesting. And why is it, though, that everything and like and I, and I can understand some people's point, like, I mean, when you're at a playground, like if we were to just do some raw stand up and sing some raw jokes, would people be fine with that? Like with not around a, kids, not at all. Like if we went out there and started saying the most, the the worst dick uh, and pussy jokes, we we'd be chastised by people. Like and and rightfully so in some senses is because it's not uh, it's not up to us to desensitize other children. You know what I mean? Like if we wanted to sensitize other people in our life, that's up to us. But to go out of your way and and it's not that they're bad people for being cross dressers or being transsexuals. It's just like it, like you said, I don't know because I wasn't there, so I don't know how the show is, but just seeing all the stuff that's going around the country where you're seeing like, you know, uh, drag, uh, you know, trans and drag queens, like reading to kids. It's like, why? Like wh who thought that was a good thing? You know what I mean? Should I, should we go have, uh, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, um, uh, 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 Joey Diaz go to a kindergarten class and do his stand up? I don't think so. Like, you're right. I think that would be inappropriate, but it's like, that certain things are like, oh, people would be like, yeah, they would be up in arms. Even like the left would be like, I can't believe Joey Diaz was in there calling everybody cocksuckers. And they're, they're you know, <laughs> I can just imagine. Little cocksuckers. <laughs> Little cocksuckers. <laughs> like, so there's got to be a time and a place, right? And I have seen a lot of people speak out too. And I think some of it has to do with the parents as well. Like, if you're bringing your kids to some of these events, like, you know, the ones that are like at strip clubs and stuff, what is wrong with you? Why do you want them to see that at this age when they're still learning how to be a human being? However, those are your kids, right? If sure. My, my biggest issue is the middle of the dayness, right? So um, there's a heavy metal band called uh, called 36 Crazy Fists. They're from the local area. And so for a long time, they were doing like an annual show in the park and the shows like the, the gates opened at six. They took the, the stage at like eight and they rocked until 10 o'clock and they had to turn the sound off. If you're doing it at night, OK, you're doing it when like when it's not the middle of the day um, for, you know, like on a Saturday during tourist season, maybe that's where you do it. At least if you're doing if you're taking your kid to a drag queen story hour, at least it's you taking your kid, right? Sure, like, sure, sure. I get what you're pointing. At, at the rate that you're ready to. Um, you know, you're not like, you're not jumping ahead. Um, you, But you're not ha also having it not jumped ahead for you. So when I was like seven or eight years old, see, I grew up in, in Europe, right? Um, my dad 
got lost when we were on a on like a USO tour. You would you go and you'd pay X amount of dollars. You take a, a tour of you know a bus tour of a city. My dad chose Amsterdam because Holland is awesome and it's right there. My dad got us lost and had to take us through the red light district to get us back to our hotel. <laughs> and I can tell you, as a seven, like at seven or eight years old, like I knew what I was looking at was stuff I wasn't supposed to be looking at, but I had no other response but then to laugh. Sure. They're not prepared for it. You're like, what the, what is, what is this? Why is there, a, a, you know, a large woman in the window? Because there are certain people that pay extra for that sort of thing, young man. Don't, <laughs> you don't understand capitalism. Let me tell, and that's when you know you're talking about theories and concepts that are above a child's age range. Because if now you've got, now you're taught, you're talking about a society without genders. Now you're talking about 32 genders. Now you're talking, you know, well, we need to, we need to talk about fetishizing uh, and we need to talk about the fetishism kink at the pride parade. Well, maybe if you've got to have the conversation about whether or not you should have the fetish, you know, you should bring your kids to pride because there's so much uh, kink and fetishizing. Maybe you shouldn't take them, but again, you're taking them, right? Like, that's like you said, that's up to you. Yeah, exactly. Like I wouldn't do that. Like that, that wouldn't be my thing, but like, when we go to like, like for instance, to go, to go back a little bit, when we're talking about like teachers and stuff, right? Uh, these teachers, it's like, it's not your job. Like your job is to help them become a better human being. They're not, and they're like, oh, you should transition or you should look at this LGBT thing or this and that. Instead of saying, hey, how about little Timmy, stop beating up the little girl over there or stop being a little dickhead. Like, you know what I mean? Stop punching people and, 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 and learn how to talk and communicate. Instead, they're like, no, you got to figure out how many gender, what gender are you out of the 32? You know what I mean? Instead of saying like, hey, be a good person and try to push that forward and, and figure out what you're going to do. No, they're, they're putting them at seven, eight, nine, ten. And, and the worst to me is the teenage years because teenage, you know, that's just such a confusing time for everybody. It's so confusing. And now you're confusing them even more. You're like, oh, what are you, a boy, a girl, a non-binary, a they, them? Like, it's so many things that are going through their head now. Like, I, I couldn't even imagine being a teenager. I mean, I could because I, if I was the same as I am now, I would just, like, how I was as a teenager, I would just be like, man, fuck this shit. And when I talk to my daughter, who is about to be 20 years old, I've asked her, and I go, oh, do your friends She's like, they don't use the pronouns, like. Most of the people. So a lot of the stuff, too, we see on TV is, you know, a little bit louder. I know it's I think more people my age are, are pushing the pronouns and the younger, younger people. But a lot of the kids that are like between the ages of 17 and 25, uh, the ones that like actually have personalities don't give a shit about like the pronouns or any of that. They're just out having fun and having a good time. It's the people that are miserable, that don't know how to connect with people, that are finding a way to connect with people by saying, hey, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that, and pushing their ideas onto other people instead of just saying, like, hey, I got to figure out what's wrong with me as far as, like, maybe I need to be more social or maybe I need to learn how my communication skills. And they're like, oh, no, I'm an introvert. I hate when people say that. And I'm like, dude, okay, I get it. But that you're forcing yourself to stay inside all the time. And then you're being miserable. And then you're just looking on the Internet and you're like, oh, did you see what they did? Oh, did you see this? And, and all these new like hormone. Oh, kids. There's no way in hell that a kid should be taking hormone blockers. I even tell people that like uh, uh, that consider being like trans. I go, hey, no problem with that. I would suggest like 18. Obviously, you could do whatever you want. But I would suggest, like you said, until you're 25 when your brain's fully developed. 
And if you still want to do it then, hey, all love. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do. But as far as telling a 12, a 13, 14-year-old, what are you? You're already confusing them. They, they're, they're not even sure how to make friends yet. They're not even sure how to be into society. And you're, like, giving them these, like you said, useless, trivial things that mean nothing. That mean nothing at all. Like, nobody gives a shit. Like, you know, uh, you know, you see Nike and Amazon and all these workplaces that are like, yeah, we're all about pronouns and this shit. Let me tell you, if you're late for work, they're not going to give a fuck what your pronouns are. If you're not being productive at work, they don't give a fuck what your pronouns are. They might show this, like, you know, corporate love of, like, oh, you know, Pride Month, we're going to turn everything rainbow. They don't really care about gay people or lesbians or, or transsexuals or any of that stuff. It, it's just a bunch of people that want to just have certain talking points and want to get, you know, on TV. The same thing we see on these, like, um, when you see people in the Senate. Like that, uh, that lady, I forgot her name. That was, uh, I think she's a Cal Berkeley uh, teacher. And she was like, mm, what's a woman? Oh, no, no, no. Are you being transphobic? Da, da, da. Like, you're like, shut the fuck up. You're not having a genuine conversation. Like, obviously, nobody should be bullied or beat up on or attacked for trying, if they're gay or, or lesbian or whatever, right? Or straight, whatever. That you should not, or black, white, name that. Nobody should just be picked on or, or bullied for, for those things. But that's not what's necessarily happening. Now kids are getting in trouble. There's a kid that was uh, in eighth grade uh, that misgendered somebody, and now they're giving him a sexual harassment charge because he didn't call them they. That's ridiculous. That's stupid. And you're just making society look like idiocracy. It's like we're really living in idiocracy. <laughs> My favorite thing right now is, um, are you familiar with Ezra Miller? Mm, I don't think so. so. Ezra Miller is an actor. He's on The Flash. I believe he might be The Flash. I don't know. I don't watch The Flash. Um, so he uh, he use he seemingly uses his status as being a non-binary, um, using his status as a they them to be okay with hitting women. Oh. Yeah. So you're seeing you're seeing it played out to these really interesting degrees where in in transgender inmate who uh who raped two women this is yeah this is where we fucking live we have created we have created victims when we were trying to do the nice thing for words okay we used we used the words our literal violence people to allow literal violence to occur sure by the way, Ron from New England is a national treasure, and yeah. you know what? I, I hope that his team uh, goes to win all of their championships, whatever sports Ron <laughs> likes. We like if Ron, if Ron hates football. Fuck it, we hate Tom Brady too. <laughs> no, I, I think that I think he's like, a uh, he. he, he. But I think you're right. I think that we're in this whole like word paradigm where uh, it makes no sense. So that is a good point that you make. So if they're non-binary, like, oh, then you can hit anybody. There's no silver. You know what I mean? You don't. I grew up. You don't hit women, right? Like, of course, you're not supposed to hit. Like, this is what I was taught. You don't hit anybody. But if they hit you, hit them back. But except that they're a woman. And and why? Because I'm. Uh, hello, newsflash. Men are stronger, have thicker bones, have more uh, uh, bone density, uh, more muscle mass. Of course, there's always an exception to the rule, you know? I know some, some pretty strong women, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Like, there's some women that can fight, and that's not... 
But if you put any of the uh, uh, the best fighter, the best UFC fighter, the best boxer, male versus the best woman, the best man is gonna win. The man's gonna win. He's gonna beat the shit out of her nine times out of ten. Now, like someone like Amanda Nunez, someone like that, I can see her kicking some dudes ass for sure. Like you know what I'm saying? But that's an exception to the rule. You know what I mean? She's there's a few of them that are exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, it's not gonna happen. And and, and you're trying to flip this society up on its head. Where you're gonna have these things happening? Like, look what's happening uh, to kind of change topics a little bit. But I don't know if you know what's going on in Minnesota with the dude that uh, like held his uh, his girlfriend hostage and shot shot like a few times through the wall while they were inside there. And then she, and then they're going over there and they are um, uh, what's it called? Uh, protesting. They're protesting, saying, "Hey, the cops, you know, shouldn't have shot him." And 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 now, not only was the girl traumatized. And the kids traumatized from, you know, obviously he was having a mental health situation. I get it. But, hey, you got a gun, man. You're shooting at – those are your kids. I've had mental health problems. I have never tried to hurt my kids. And I get it. I'm not saying that I'm better than him or better than anybody. What I'm saying is that, hey, man, when children are in danger, yeah, they got her out of the house. But now they have to deal with this protest after they've already had this situation happen. Uh, now, was that the girlfriend? Now, my understanding is that they were neighbors. That they were, there's, we're having a little bit of misunderstanding here at the very beginning right now. My understanding is that they were neighbors, and he was just like batshit crazy shooting through the wall. Not that they were necessarily in any kind of relationship, and and I'm not saying that uh, um, that they weren't. But the information that I got was yes, he was shooting through the walls. Uh, he shot at cops. He was in a standoff, and. The cops killed him. This is very much different than other uh, other crimes that have been uh, presented in the past. And this guy had just gotten like his. The thing the cops were called for was because he tried to he shot through a wall, tried to kill a woman and her kids because he was fucking crazy. Now I don't know if they had a relation to the only reason I say and I might be wrong about that because I've seen a couple different mixed stories, but um. Supposedly he was stalking her for a while and some stuff uh, that I heard. So I don't know if that was his kids. That's why I was so confused. Like, I don't know if that was his kids and they had a relationship, but I did hear that too, that they were neighbors. So maybe he was just stalking her as her neighbor, but you're right. He was shooting through the walls and, and she, she said it and she had to go scream at the protesters. And she told him like, she goes, look, I had five minutes to decide if I live or I die. When I called the cops, she goes, he had six hours. To, to stop and you know what I mean? Like he had time to think about it, right? To to actually process. She said, I didn't have any time. I have my kids. They're in danger. I need to get out of here. And, and, and I'm not saying like, of course, like I would love for like it to be a, a, a peaceful situation where nobody gets hurt, nobody gets killed and everything's fine. But this is how bad it was. Protesters were telling her, oh, well, did you get shot? You didn't get shot. Oh, so because she didn't get shot, that we should all feel sorry for this dude. And I'm sorry. It's not the same situation of a George Floyd or, or, or Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor especially. That, that's one that I feel because, you know, as far as uh, being a person that thinks that people should be able to protect themselves, cops should not be able to just get these, uh, you know, these no-knock raids. That's something I've been against for a long time. But this is a totally different situation, and you're having no compassion for the victim. The victim is being treated like trash, and, and she has to be reminded, and her kids have to be reminded of what happened that night because you guys are out there 24-7 protesting for someone that you're saying was a good person because he had a mental health day. That's Mental health day is me yelling and screaming and maybe, maybe talking about taking my own self or something, right? But you're shooting and actually putting other people in harm. 
I can't, I can't. And I'm not a police, you know me, I'm not a police guy. You know, I'm, I'm the one that hammers on them the hardest. But I was like, hey, in this situation, what were they supposed to do? Were they supposed to continuously let him shoot rounds off that could have killed innocent people? Like, at what point do we, like, step in and do something? I mean, there's got to be an irony in not being able to get your kids to sleep because the neighbor's shooting. And then you can't get your kids to sleep because people are protesting the shooting of the neighbor. Yeah. It's got to suck a lot. <laughs> all of my sympathy to that woman, like, all of my sympathy, um, she, she called the cops and... And in this case, the cops acted with with restraint. And my thinking is, um, at what point do we call that a suicide by cop? Because you had six hours, right? Yeah, I, that's what I thought hours. it was. Um, and and those exist. Those are very, very real things. Um, the young man who, um, the, the most recent police shooting, uh, and, and I, I'm not even going to say his name because there's just too many of them. The kid had a gun on him and was running in the dark. Um, this I'm not isn't sure that which one. There's a couple. Yeah, there's no. Those, yeah, there's... and I'm with you on those ones. Like this is, there are there are times where where cops deserve all of the scrutiny and and are very clearly the bad guys. The Uvalde situation yes. is a hundred percent one of them. This is just. I think that people start getting excited by by the words police shooting because you want to imagine um that like this person that maybe maybe you knew or maybe you can empathize with um they were just like me they lived a couple blocks from here they have a whatever i see myself in them this isn't that at all Mm -mm. unless you're your neighbor like unless you're stalking your neighbor and shooting at your neighbor like that's not what this is and there's certain times where you know like I, my my sympathy isn't necessarily with um with the 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 no longer with us or his family. Like my sympathy absolutely lies with this woman and her children, who probably, um, I mean I hope that like I hope there's a GoFundMe to get them out of that that apartment. Uh, yeah, but the, his GoFundMe is like ten times hers. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it, it, that's what people because people read headlines. People just go off of what other instead of looking at it and analyzing it with the open mind. Like yeah, you're right. We should scrutinize police. I'm one that always does because I feel like like the Uvalde. Like that's one that like don't even get me started on that. Like especially with all the stuff that's coming out now, where everybody there was like 400 police officers there and nothing. That that that's a situation, or like even with George Floyd, a lot of people disagreed with me on that. I felt like that was unnecessary. Now you, people could disagree with me on that, but I felt like that was unnecessary in that situation. That's like how I perceived it, right? Like I felt like Chauvin was being a fucking dick, and like he like cops that I've dealt with personally, where that they just want to push that issue and they want to be a bully. You know what I mean? It, it felt to me that with the George Floyd situation that they had a past. Like it seemed like some kind of vendetta. You know what I mean? That's how I saw it. And this one, they had to protect the family, the victim. Like, they were able to get the victim out, and then they still showed restraint by saying, like, hey, let's try to talk him out. But he's shooting at police. So it's like, what do you – at what point do you just – do you just let him shoot? Let me uh, me ask you a question. I want to go back to your George Floyd because you said something that that I said and and thought uh, a lot, and that is that uh, Chauvin and Floyd knew each other. Yeah. Um, they they both did security at, at the, the nightclub. So, you know, shockingly burned down. Um, and uh, 
they were rumored to be big into um, counterfeit bills, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. because uh, they dealt in cash. Uh, and it's just suspicious to me, you know, like those are the places that are probably going to burn down in the event of, but it is surprise, you know, like, yeah, I think that I, I just wanted to make sure we we're on the same page with that. Have you seen yeah. that uh, documentary called All for Floyd? That's no. a, uh, I'm going to have to send it to you. Uh, that's a real interesting one because they really talk about uh, that, like that there was like some kind of drug and, um, um, you know, money laundering scheme. And it just so happens that the places that had all the evidence burned down and they weren't like all right by each other the, and buildings right by them didn't get burned down. That's why it was so crazy to see the police station burned down. I think it was intentional because there's tons of evidence in there. We've never seen that in our, in our lifetime, and it was filmed. I watched everything live, you know, people ransacking it, and I think they let it because the cops left. You know what I mean? They didn't even try to protect the station, and I think because there was a lot of evidence in there too that was going to be very damaging to a lot of people. I think uh, I think all the best is kind of telling. Isn't that what Trump said to uh, something like that? Anyway, there was something, something of that nature. Yeah, Chauvin said like he wished all the best to um, um, Floyd's kids. Um, sorry, my son is coming down the stairs. He's, he's nice. Really he's very concerned with this sort of thing. Um, I think it might be time for me to dip out and do dad stuff because it seems it seems like the dinosaur. well we can't rail on parents the whole time and then you're not going to do do the parent stuff. That's true. <laughs> um, I will talk to you very very soon. I hope you have the very best day and um, and we'll talk again very soon. Yes, sir. Likewise, my friend, and appreciate everybody that's been in here. Hey, thanks for tapping in. Yes, sir. Later on. Have Peace. a great evening. Peace.